Friday nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Echoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. Hello, wherever you are in any part of the world. Hello from my heart to yours. Oh, 
everybody, welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. We're also um, broadcasting some other places, but like you don't really want to watch there. And support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex, or even better at eplex.store. You can get memberships there that are much like the Patreon ones. They also come with automatic discounts on our swag. Uh, other ways to support the show, obviously, include just sending me money. You can do that at uh, Streamlabs dot com slash echoplex media i'm producer dave and find me on grinder and this is what the people want i don't hate the cops and there's a person inside when the truncheon stops oh don't hate the cops oh when the raiders come who will protect the shops don't hate the cops they're a sensitive bunch if you don't stop throwing your rocks snap crackle pop is the sound of a taser your body drops don't hate the cops but donate the cops, donate the cops. Donate the cops, like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong, like your local police. Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone. They've been keeping the peace. Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls. Got a cure for your social disease. Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Thanksgiving, and wouldn't you know it, fucking war on Christmas has already started, and this time, this time, there's a gay nutcracker on our side. I think we're gonna win. I think I think we're gonna win this year. Gay nutcracker, complete with a rainbow hat, a trans. Gay nutcracker, complete with a rainbow hat, a trans flag. Full price, twelve dollars, but right now it's on sale for eight. Target also sells Santa ornaments, but Target Santa is 
in a wheelchair and is black. <laughs> Let's go, War on Christmas 2023. Let's fucking go. Listen, we're already winning. If if we got if we got a gay nutcracker and black Santa in a wheelchair, we're our, and and Jesse Waters is pissed. Everybody, we're already winning. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't even think we're gonna have to, have to bust out that Sam Cedar video this year. Honestly, here we here we got more. Here's from the same <laughs> from the same broadcast. Uh, here's Riley Gaines uh, talking about uh, Target's fucking gay. Uh, black disabled Santa Christmas. It doesn't make sense. You have to ask yourself, you know, why do they keep pushing this? Who are they trying to appeal to? Because despite how what the media portrays or how politicians are voting, this doesn't represent the overwhelming majority of how this country, really how the world, feels on this issue. I, I think majority... <laughs> what <of> issue? <laughs> especially, uh, they can acknowledge that gay nutcracker and black disabled Santa... Uh, has gone way too far. The pendulum has swung. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as upset about. Wait, he bought one. He loves gay nutcracker. Jesse Waters loves the gay nutcracker. It's his friend. That's your friend, Jesse. Might be your only friend. I'm glad he bought one. Shows that he's uh, he's growing as a person. You remember the first time we saw Jesse Waters, he basically went into Chinatown and told people, basically walked up to people and were all ching chong, ding dong, and then wondered why the people in Chinatown didn't like him. That was our first experience with Waters. Um, so he's, he's growing, he's growing. He would have never bought the gay, uh, the gay pride nutcracker, uh, before. Also that really sucks. Actually. I feel like I should have had a, an artificial intelligence, um, program spit me out a gay nutcracker for a t-shirt but no target beat me to it <laughs> all right well we'll keep an eye on the war on christmas this year i'll let you know if we need to deploy i don't think we will though it looks like we're already it looks like the we're already winning i don't think we're going to need to deploy so we have a couple of clips from some depositions in uh, the Georgia case against the former president. And uh, this one is uh, the Kraken. This is uh, Sidney Powell. There was a big shouting match in which Rudy called me every name in the book. And um, I was the worst lawyer he'd ever seen in his life. Uh, there were no circumstances under which he'd work with me on anything. He called me a bitch and I don't know what all. And that's pretty much all I remember about that one. Did I know anything about election law? No. But I understand fraud from having been a prosecutor for 10 years. What was... Um, Lady, you understand fraud from having been a fraud for the last five. Trump's sense of what you would do as special counsel. I guess he assumed and I would have thought that I would have looked at... Uh, putting into effect a provision of 13848 that would have allowed the machines to be secured in four or five states. How do you choose which states that you would target? How would I have chosen that? By the ones where there were the most uh, statistical anomalies. Ms. Powell, were you ever around when someone, anyone, told uh, Donald Trump that he had lost the election? Oh, yeah. Who? 
uh, Pat Cipollone, Eric Hirschman, Derek Lyons all thought he'd lost. Was that in the December 18th meeting? Yes. What, what was um, President Trump's reaction when, I guess, this cadre of advisors would say you lost? It was like, uh, well, they would say that and then they'd walk out and he'd go, see, this is what I deal with all the time. He was specifically willing to appoint me special counsel. In fact, he looked over at Cipollone three different times and said, do I have the authority to name her special counsel? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then somebody said, well, she doesn't have a security clearance. So he looked at Cipollone and he said, do I have the authority to give her a security clearance? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then about the third time we went through that scenario, uh, Cipollone, I think, said, you can name her anything you want, Mr. President, and nobody's going to pay a bit of attention to it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till this whole deposition drops, if it drops, because it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, not only was Sidney uh, Powell at the post, so was uh, like a, I think Jenna Ellis was uh, deposed. And, um, well... Like I said, I can't I can't wait till the whole depositions come out because they're going to be great and we're going to watch the whole fucking thing. I don't care how long they are. We'll be up till five in the morning watching this shit. Okay. And uh, at the time uh, period where they were going to start to discuss, what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff. Um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay, and when was that? The conversation was around December 9th. She must be woke. She has a Starbucks. 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized him. I thought that the, um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump, and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. Yeah, what they didn't realize is that it, as soon as the inauguration happened, if he would have tried to stay the people that he thought were his secret service agents would have just fucking escorted him out if by force if necessary like that's it would have been like wouldn't have even been very fucking climactic right they would have just grabbed him and been like get out you don't live here anymore <laughs> nobody likes an eviction but my god well here's representative uh greg murphy and he seems like he seems like a fucking dumbass i've never heard of him before um, and, uh, here he is on a uh, CNN, which I have heard of before. It wasn't an elected office. Who are you saying? Who are you saying was it an elected office here when you're talking about holding people in contempt of Congress for being non-responsive? Well, what, tell me what office Steve Bannon was in. Well, tell me what office Hunter Biden so, was in. 
No, I'm not talking about Hunter Biden. I'm talking about Joe Biden, the president of the United States. You haven't subpoenaed him. You haven't subpoenaed him. I'm asking I'm asking if Hunter Biden or Jim Biden, the brother and son of the president, who are not elected officials, if they are not responsive, uh, will you hold them contempt? Think think about this, John. If if you've seen the 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 facts, the facts that have occurred, we see that there's been influence peddling. I mean, the president of the United States, vice president at the time, said point blank, if you don't fire a prosecutor, I'm going to withhold money. So that's a crooked but, deal in as itself. But you're, you're, you're so it's talking all about a scheme. If we don't get these individuals, Congressman, I'm just trying to understand the difference. I'm just trying to understand the difference when you're talking about congressional subpoenas. You voted against holding Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress when he didn't appear before the January 6th committee, which was a committee, you know, yeah, but was, elected was for Steve by Bannon Congress. Related to the president of the United States, no, <laughs> he was, he was, he was a, a former employee of, of President Donald Trump, and the other people who you did not vote to hold in contempt literally worked for the former president Donald Trump. So my answer yeah, to that but when is when you have is a yes. son that is using the Biden brand. When you have a son that is using the Biden brand and created illegal al- illegalities, illegal illegal issues rather, um, to to use his father's brand, if they're going to come lie and, and the same thing with his brother James, it's an entirely different standard. It's an entirely different standard, John, and you know it. I, I I'm just I'm, no, I don't. I'm actually still confused. We're talking about private citizens, and my question to you is: if they are not responsive to the subpoena, would you hold them in contempt? You say yes for Hunter Biden. You voted no for Steve Bannon, and, and then you talk about there's a different standard for elected officials, but neither of them are elected. John, <laughs> I swear, last week we watched Jim Acosta have almost the exact same conversation with a different Republican member of the House. I'm I'm not fucking kidding. You go back and listen to last week's podcast with almost the same discussion. Just two different people. They're not even good at this. <laughs> so, um, up next, we got, uh, we don't like the FBI around here, right? But uh, the FBI director, Mr. Ray, uh, seems to uh, always come with receipts when they question him in the uh, House of uh, Representatives. Sir, do you find it interesting how many whistleblowers there are right now from your organization coming forward and testifying to Congress about the conduct of the FBI and how they can no longer, they no longer even want to work for the FBI. They're willing to risk everything, including their livelihood, to come and talk to Congress about what they perceive to be um, a change in the culture at the FBI. Uh, certainly, I respect the role of whistleblowers in our system. It's an important part of the way our system of government works. Uh, when it comes to the culture of the FBI, I'm very proud of our 38,000 people. I think you will be relieved to know uh, that the number of people applying to be special agents from the state of Arizona has gone up over 135% over the last five years. And, and the view that you've just described, I don't think matches what I hear from the 55 plus chiefs and sheriffs and other agency heads in the state of Arizona who've dedicated something like 200 plus of their task force officers to serve on our task forces. Like we've got about as many task force officers on our Real task quick, sir, do you find... Do you- so again, we heard almost the exact same exchange like about a month ago with somebody from Florida and uh, Director Ray uh, saying that the recruitment was up in the fucking the Southern District of Florida or whatever too. It's like nothing fucking changes. Everything stays the same. All right, I got one on this one. Who are you going to call? This would be Ghost Buses. 
If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying no? No. You're saying no? Not violence orchestrated by FBI sources. Whoa, whoa, Mr. Higgins be day drinking. Listen to Mr. Higgins. Mr. Higgins be sounding like me at one in the morning. Or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, Director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, it's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's a vehicle that's, that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th. 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with nefarious FBI buses. informants dressed Fuck it, self-driving and nefarious. You, and you, deployed you, onto our capital on January 6th. You made, Your day is coming, Mr. Your point, Mr. Uh, Higgins. <laughs> I now recognize Mr. Correa of California. For- uh, <laughs> uh, from the back of it, I can't tell uh, who owns the bus, therefore it, those are ghost buses almost making us almost making us like the fbi director but not quite certainly certainly it's not going to happen don't worry we got marjorie the gathering here she's going to ask the tough questions of the uh uh, director of the fbi it's uh there's a very 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 laura loomer of her here were you aware of this uh, Congresswoman, as I said, I haven't seen the photos that you're holding up uh, before. Maybe, well, I posted them on my Twitter account. It's it's public. You know, maybe I don't you guys spend are, a lot of time on Twitter. Well, you know, you you sh- oh, I'm sure you do because the Department of Homeland Security, organized with other offices, has censored many Americans, including myself. I'm not me, part of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, right, Mr. Ray, you should you should be you should be interested in investigating terrorism and this. <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. You know what? It's never actually been easier to be the director of the FBI because these people aren't asking any, like, real questions. No, no real scandals being uncovered. Nothing. Just, like, why am I shadow banned on Twitter? Why am I shadow banned on Twitter? <clears throat> so here's a, here's a clip from Rachel Maddow show. We don't usually play clips of Rachel Maddow. She really fucking ruined her reputation during the, the whole Trump Russia thing. But it's uh, every once in a while, it's really interesting to watch her. I guess I sort of realize like what's going on in the world. Like, like a, like a sweet summer child. It is important that this one middle-aged red pilled right-wing billionaire has Ooh, taken- he's getting a little old for middle age i'm middle age one of the world's major social networks and turned it into a fire hose of totally toxic anti-semitic and pro-nazi content now publicly blaming the jews for the financial woes of his company while personally using his power and his public profile to boost and validate literally self-declared anti-Semites and white nationalists who are now the loudest influences on that network. 
That's an important thing in the world. It also seems important that the U.S. space program, in its infinite wisdom, decided to make itself dependent on this same one guy for much of its important ongoing work, as space becomes more and more and more important to American national security. But given the... Oh, no, she's going to Russia, Russia, Russia this, isn't she? ...of Russia in the world today. Oh, given Say it three times. They are ...and how they are conducting themselves these days. Given the place Russia has in... Given the place of Russia in relation to America's place in the world today, how is it possible that it is the Russian government that is reportedly advising this one American private citizen, advising him about turning on and turning off the single most crucial supply line for the military in the country Russia is fighting, the country that Russia has invaded, the country that Russia has invaded that is our ally. This is an American citizen reportedly taking advice from the Russian government about how to make sure America's ally loses this war against Russia. How is this happening? And how is it possible that the United States government is basically just a bystander here on this sunny day? She hadn't burned her credibility down um, during the uh, Trump Russia thing. Um, prior to that, she would have actually, her and her staff would have been probably the correct cable news broadcast to look into this. Um, because it looks like, and you know, I kind of took a look around at this and it looks like she right. I mean, there's a ton of other reasons, not just like you could take the foreign governments out of this, like a ton of other reasons that the um, United States government should not be beholden to this man or just anyone actually to uh, get their equipment up into space. There should be a little more competition in the marketplace, or maybe we could just start uh, properly funding NASA and then we won't be at the whims of some fucking weird fucking abusive man baby when we want to put shit into space you know did you know that america used to put shit into space all by itself I'm sure there were contractors that built parts and stuff but did you know that nasa used to build the, the vehicles that we used to put things in space did you know that did you know that they were um, the best vehicles in the world we could go back to that maybe i mean i'm not a space expert I'm barely even a space cadet but we we could go back to that Anyway, up next, um, it's been a bit of a wild time in the U.S. House of Representatives. <laughs> um, it's a, a U.S. House of Representatives fight night, as Kikyo might say. We're Kikyo here to talk about this. Here's uh, Rep Representative Tim Burchett on CNN uh, claiming that Kev Kevin McCarthy uh, just, just kind of hit him. <laughs> Let's see what's going on here. Oh, man. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back, and there was there was Kevin. And um, and I, I for a minute, I was kind of, what the heck just happened? And then I, um, you know, I, I chased after him. Of course, he's a uh, as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with seventeen million dollars in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that, when you're a kid, would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he just, you know, he he uh, from behind that kind of stuff. It 
you know, that's not the way we handle things in East Tennessee. We, we if we have a problem with somebody, I'm going to look them in the eye and, and talk to them. Okay, so he walked down the hallway, hit you in his el- with his elbow. Yeah, you, and you then, can you can go on Claudia's Twitter account. It it, it pretty much um, her ex account. It, right. it, it's it's very accurate. But, okay, so then just explain. So you chased him. What, what do you mean you chased? Well, him? I just ran after him. I was like, what the heck? You know, why'd you do that? You know, because it was a. Uh, like I said, it, if you ever been hitting the kidneys, it's a little little different. You don't have to hit very hard to cause a little bit of pain, a lot of pain, and and so I and he just, of course, um, as he always did, does he just uh, denies it or uh, uh, blames somebody else or something, you know? And it was just a little heated, but I just backed off because there wasn't any. I saw no reason. I wasn't gaining anything from it, and then everybody saw it, so it didn't really matter. But he responded to you. Yeah, yeah, he just acted like, you know, what are you talking about, you know, who are you, to, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just, you know, I think that's that's symptomatic of the problems that he, he's had in his short tenure as speaker. And were you face-to-face when you had this interaction? Yeah, yeah but there's security detail, and I get it. They, had to, they were doing their job, so it wasn't exactly like... He didn't. He wouldn't turn around and face me. He he kept scurrying, trying to keep people between me and him. <laughs> the, I love the implication for this guy. He's like, you know, he kept scurrying away, uh, couldn't couldn't get quite couldn't quite get uh, in his face. Like, the, I wonder, does this guy is this guy claiming that he would have whooped his ass? Because I hope that's what he's claiming. I mean, you know, fighting is bad, but whatever. These are the most powerful people in the world. Fuck it, let them fight. Put it on pay per view. Here's more of that. Uh, here's more of this. Uh, I, I'll call this an interview. Where did he, where he yell? Were you? I just let it go at that point. It wasn't. Were you yelling? Uh, he, he was. Yeah, I raised my voice to him. I thought it was appropriate. And you know, I just don't expect a guy who was at one time three steps away from the White House to sucker hit you with a sucker punch in the in the in the hallway. And did he raise his voice back to you? Yeah, just that high pitched kind of thing I, I believe, <laughs> that was about it and did he walk into his office how did this happen no he just kept on walking down the hall i don't know where his office is now mm-hmm. and um and you know he had the his detail and his posse so to speak was with him so did his detail try to stop you do what did his detail try well, to stop the detail kind of got they they one guy got got between us there towards the end but it, it, i wasn't i wasn't looking to knock him out or anything i just wanted to let him know i I, I I know it was him. Were you injured? I don't I don't know injured man. I, Does it hurt? I mean, did it hurt? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, it still hurts because it was a shot to the kidneys, and it, it still hurts. Oddly enough, it's not not anything I'm gonna I'm not gonna probably not gonna do an ethics complaint on him. He's not worth it. You know, he's he's gonna be gone here either after Christmas or next year. And like I said, you know, he's got the seventeen million dollars, and he's gonna keep. You know, he'll be, he's already messing in everybody's races, and we all know that. Are you accusing him of assault? Am I accusing him? Of assault? I don't know. I Ask a lawyer. It, it's over as far as I'm concerned. He said to our colleague, Melanie Zanona, that this was a tight hallway. He denies this interaction. He says, a tight hallway, and I bumped into him. He says that this is not an intentional thing. There's 435 congressmen. I was one of eight that voted against him. That hallway was. Uh, there's plenty of room. You can walk four four side by side. He chose to do what he did, and you know it, it's it'll end right here. I'm sure it'll just be a little little uh, asterisk on his storied career. <laughs> oh man, what a what a mess! Don't worry, it it doesn't it it can't stop and it won't stop. 
Here's uh, the Teamsters president uh, versus uh, Senator uh, Mullen. This is actually not in the House of Representatives. This is in the Senate. It's been a wild week in the legislative bodies of the United States. Now, let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows, and it's here in the last time, <laughs> him and I kind of had a back and forth. I uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you tweeted at me one, two, three, four. <laughs> He's printing out tweets. Five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your All solution right. every problem? Oh, no, no. Sit down. No, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. <laughs> look, at, look at Bernie. Bernie's like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> Get him, Bernie. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Jim. it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. And you, you have and you have I don't like you because you Hold just it. described yourself. Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All right. Make your statement. Then let's do this because I did challenge you and I accepted your challenge. And you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was. Oh, I was no, no, you challenged me to a cage match, no, 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 acting no, no. like a twelve-year-old schoolyard oh, bully. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. That. Hey, I get the feeling uh, Mr. Clean's been in a few fisticuffs in his day. Exactly. Senator Mullen, I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that said, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not talking in. about. Of course, and, I did. And let me tell you, let me show you his hearing because I want to. I want to expose this thug to who he is. And you're not pointing me. That's disrespectful. All right. I don't care about respecting you at all. I respect. I don't respect you respect. at all. So all right, hold let me, it. Let me let hold me. it. No. This would have been over quicker if Bernie just let him fight. Hold it. The most hold it, please. Act it, please. All right. This is a. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. This is a hearing to discuss economic issues. All right, if you have questions for Mr. O'Brien or anybody else on what he has said, go for it. I mean, but we're not here to talk about fights or I'm, anything else. I'm quoting exactly what he said. You can and say what is, you want. This is, this, is your, this is your witness this you is brought. My and witness. Let me, I'm, I'm exposing him. You can ex as talk a anything you want. Is. So in 2013, no nope. in 2013, O'Brien was suspended by the Teamsters for intimidating your own members. In 2014, uh, you were um, part of, what would you say, organizing the harassment and intimidation of the top shelf crew? Chef, not uh, chef. Oh, top, oh top, top chef, okay. And then, uh, and I think in the reports they said sexual racist and homophobic slurs and death threats, 14 tires were sliced. 
and five teamsters were arrested, and you said, well, I had nothing to do with it, but however, in that same statement, you said, but if I get called to, to testify, I'll plead the fifth. This is, this, is what, this is a witness you brought in here. In 2017, you were removed as lead negotiator by then President Hoffa for UPS for your Hoffa? actions. And then in 22, when this guy was elected, what he said after he got elected was he wanted to bring the mob mentality back to the Teamsters. This is your guy. And you're he, obviously he can, gonna give him a he, chance to respond can, to your oh, questions. Absolutely, absolutely, because this is my question. Because you called me out. I didn't call you out. Yeah, you, did. you said any time, any place. That's, That's that. Uh, let's get the record okay. straight. Miss, hold it. No. Hold on. Ms. Senator Mullen, do you have a question for the witness? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's hear it. So, any time, any place. No, that's April, not. April is a charity event. No, that's or, not. That's no, not. No, no it's a. He, no, sir, we, he said it, and this is. My he is here to tell. No. parameters on what the questions can or cannot be asked, and I'll ask. No, you're questions. not going to. We're not going to be talking about yeah, physical confrontation. Oh, this is about charity for a union charity because this, this is for is, firefighters. And do you have a question on his testimony? April, grow up, April, please, please. You have a question on his. Let's not you be. You said it. Embarrassment. You said it, and I'm just simply answering it. You go hold it. Hold it. I, Senator Mullen, you made some charges. Charges? Mr. Mr. O'Brien, do you want to respond to the question? Yeah, go ahead, questions? please. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality of it is, you Except know, my challenge Mr. Mr. Tough Mr. Mullen, <laughs> tough guy. Answer, yeah. hold it. Answer the questions. All right, you all want, if I, he, he made a lot of statements, right? And his statements are fiction at best. Fiction? I read them. Okay, you where, where, where? What? Oh, answer <laughs> the question, please. I can't understand him, to be honest with you. All right. He rambles so much. What was your question, actually? Well, you said I made a lot of statements. No, but what's your question? I don't understand your question. Could you repeat it? You said any time, any place. What's your question? Accept the challenge. What challenge? You said any time, any place. I'm accepting yours, so why don't you come What back. challenge? What challenge are you talking April about? April 30th. How about we do it for a charity at the Smoking Guns in Tulsa, Oklahoma? No, we're, we're not going to be what talking was about physical what confrontations here. You want to fight me? What do you say by any time, any place? Let's have coffee. Discuss our differences. Oh, oh that's what you said. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's say I don't have coffee. Let's I'd do it. To. All right. I'd love to. But do the, it. It's funny how you're back. Okay. Out. Well, I don't back on anything. You did. Oh, you're right. the one. You're a 100. Senator uh, should be the most influential people in this country, making changes. You're focused on. Okay. You're focused on debate that's not even relevant. You're an embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. Look, an embarrassment to the state of Oklahoma. This hearing condition of the working class in America. You That's why we're talking. I'm the biggest thug here. You brought, you brought him in. All right, you're you're being, the biggest thug. Even look, your colleagues call you Why you do what you're doing, Senator Hassan? Thank you very much, Mr. Senator Chair. Hassan, Senator Mullen, please yield. I've been recognized no, by the chair. Got, Back to quarters. Uh, now, uh, Chairman Sanders, I want to thank you for this hearing. I want to thank you. <laughs> yeah, Chairman Sanders, I would like to thank you for that hearing as well. Um, listen, <clears throat> those two people should not fight, right? both older probably not good for them but uh mr clean all day every day <laughs> mr clean all day every day so here's a here's a here's a teamsters guy on the fucking cavuto show after this <laughs> what a fucking week what a fucking week in the news i'm just i'm just glad that we're here to talk about it because, I mean, nobody's, nobody else, no other channel, no other podcast is, like, equipped for this shit. Together. It was the most bizarre thing in my, uh, I've ever seen because, first, he says we're consenting adults, which was bizarre because it sounded like he wanted to date me. Then he asked to fight me, and I'm hearing now he wanted to bite me. And then the last post he made was in front of a cache of uh, 
automatic weapons where he says anytime, any place. So make up your mind. Do you want to date me, fight me, uh, bite me, or shoot me? It's crazy. We're there for one reason, one reason only. It's to, you know, tell our side of the story and get some feedback and maybe develop some relationships for the betterment of working people. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, we're both consenting adults was kind of an odd thing to say. Were they going to fuck? I wouldn't want to watch that. I'd rather watch them fight. And um, we have more about uh, whether or not you're supposed to fight in the uh, American legislature. This time from uh, Newsmax. They're trying to they're trying to decide, like, is, is, is it just Friday night that's all right for fighting? Or do we just, do we just brawl any, any hearing? Now, this is actually uh, Senator Mullen on Newsmax. <laughs> The quote of the year, sir. Um, but let, uh, seriously, are there any actual Senate rules that if two consenting adults want to duke it out? I mean, we had a United States congressman pull a tooth on the House floor once. There's no rules about that. Could you guys go bare knuckle if you wanted to? Just a well, we looked into that. the rules, and you know, you used to build a cane. You got to remember President Andrew Jackson you used to be able to hit people with a cane. Uh, challenged nine guys to a duel and won nine times. And a White House <laughs> dinner one time, a guy was mouthing him at the end of the table. Jackson jumped up, literally ran across the table and knocked the guy out. Um, and so at the end of the day, there is presence for it if that's what someone wants to do. Uh, in this case... <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, dude, do not throw down with a fucking... Do not throw down with the Teamsters or even just one of them. Ask Steven Crowder what happens when you throw down with a teamster. <clears throat> this guy, uh, Mark Meckler, wants to uh, split Virginia into two. I was looking, uh, I was going to call it Virjexit, but that sounds awful. So no Virjexit. But yeah, they want to split Virginia into two. Or this guy does. Uh, which side gets Madison Starmoon? Virginia is a state that's trending more and more blue. It's not trending blue because the whole state is trending blue. It's trending blue because Washington, D.C. is spilling out all over northern Virginia. That's a very Democrat area. And that is where the population base is that dominates the state. Really, if you want my opinion, Virginia should be split into two states culturally, geographically, politically. It's really North Virginia and South Virginia. And I would feel way more at home in South Virginia. Sir? I'd like to introduce you to every other state, just any state that has any densely populated areas, sir. They're all like that. New York state is like that where basically Manhattan is one place, like not Manhattan, like New York city is one place. And then the rest of the state is by landmass, largely another state, California, Bay area, LA, San Diego, and uh, Sacramento are one way. Now, the rest of the fucking empty part of the state is another way, as we see in Shasta County. This is how a state works. We got more from the uh, U.S. House of Representatives. This is uh, Marjorie the Gathering versus uh, Rosa Delauro. 
Thank you, Mrs. Chair. Uh, My Democrat colleague across the aisle, who's 80 years old and has been here over 30 years, just said we're on the verge of a shutdown. Uh, She probably just forgot that a few hours ago she voted for the continuing resolution uh, that will extend the budget, and we are not on the verge of a shutdown. So I just wanted to note that for the record. It may be that the gentlelady doesn't know that there is another body attached to the U.S. Congress called the United States Senate, and they have to vote on the continuing resolution. And when they vote on it, we'll find out what it is that they do with regard to this continuing resolution passed by the House, which quite frankly is flawed to a fare-thee-well, flawed to a fare-thee-well in meeting our obligations, both domestic and international. And by the way, it isn't a law of the land or until the President of the United States signs it. That may be a basic level, a lesson in civics. There is the House, there is the Senate, and there is the President. She just schoolhouse rocked Marjorie the Gathering. I'm just a bill and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. And if that lady's 80, not only does she, she looks fabulous, uh, but she is sharp as a fucking tack if she's 80, even if she's 60, fucking 40. Lady is, uh, you can call her old all day long. I don't know much about her, but I like her hair, and she's sharp as a fucking tack. Up next, we got Marjorie the Gathering. This is a little bit longer. I was going to put it in red light, but then I was like, ah, the show's been a little bit shorter lately, so we'll put, leave this in uh, the main show. This is um, Marjorie the Gathering. Complete interview on the Piers Morgan show. I hate to make everybody root for Piers Morgan, but we've been having to do that a little bit lately. Sorry, everybody. Welcome back to our sense. So thousands of people rallied in Washington today against surging anti-Semitic attacks since the Israel-Hamas conflict began. Incidents in the US have spiked by nearly 400%. People from all over the nation have traveled to the March for Israel, which also demanded the release of hostages taken by Hamas. We're from Washington. I'm joined now by Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Who's new- oh, no, we may end up rooting for nobody. MTG is out soon. Well, welcome, MTG. Um, you are a very... Hi. Thank con- you for having me on. No, my pleasure. You're a very controversial character. Depending who I talk to, they say you're an absolute firebrand, the female Donald Trump. Others say you're a conspiracy theory whack job. How do you play? But how are those different? Well, I'm only controversial because people like you made it that way, Piers. And that's me? why I wrote my what book, MTG. <laughs> She's like, me, excuse me. She's like, I'm poisoning the well over here in Great Britain, mostly, ma'am. Uh, people, people in your industry, they created a character of me that doesn't exist. And so I wrote my book, MTG, so that I could tell my country and tell the world exactly who I am and what my real views are, which are not They are not controversial. They're actually very American, and they represent the views of not only my district, but most okay. Americans who so are sick and Her district, if you look at her district, look how gerrymandered her district is. And sold out by Washington. So you never promote ridiculous conspiracy theories. Well, if you mean by Russian collusion, absolutely not. Those are the conspiracy theories and the lies of the Democrats and the media. Well, Except that, like, people went to jail. About so no, Russian I never collusion. promoted those. I agree with you about that. It was ridiculous. I said so at the time. Well, there was, was no, yeah. No, and we were born out. But for example, I want to play a clip from a guy called Bassem Youssef. He was known as the Arab John Stewart. Uh, and I interviewed him recently about the, the war. 
And he said this about you. The saddest thing that I saw is the people that were in so much support of Israel are anti-Semite themselves. MTG, 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 uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, she said like, oh, those are, I send my aides and they took pictures of the protesters. Basically, she's surveilling protesters. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is very known for a very famous post in 2018 where she blamed the California wildfire, uh, fires on a Jewish space laser gun. <laughs> I mean, she's going to just say I didn't use those words, <clears throat> but she was talking about the directed energy weapons and she brought up, uh, I don't even remember the exact tweet now because it's become so, um, it's become folklore essentially. You did, didn't you? Because I've read that post. I went and got it and I read it. Uh, November 17, 2018, you posted a long thing on Facebook that was just complete gobbledygook. I mean, you made it. Oh, she's muted. Oh, look, she's muted. Look at this. Oh, she's never going back on Piers Morgan. Look, she's muted because he knew she, the producer or somebody, like she's going to talk right over him. So she's up. Sorry, sorry, no mic for you. I talk about Jewish space lasers. Do you admit that that was a lunatic? Something I never said. No, excuse me, Piers. I never said that phrase. That was a lie. Yeah, she's going to say that she never said the exact phrase. That's the fucking defense. That's every time, and it's like she's she. What she desperately doesn't want is for him to read. Just even two sentences of the things she posted on Facebook because it's fucking crazy. If you read my original Facebook post, I never said, and that's why I had to write this book because people like you and whoever that guy was, was he sounds like one of the trolls in my social media yeah. uh, attacking me and calling well, me. Well, I mean, he probably does troll you on social media. That's probably true. I, I do too. When he's never met me, I, um, I'm not anti-Semitic at all. I support Israel, and but I. But those are two. Those are two. Like this, this conflation of the nation-state of Israel with uh, just basically international Jewry is in fact anti-Semitic. Rage at Hamas attacking innocent Israeli citizens, yeah, women, Marjorie, children, I'm not calling slaughtering you, babies. I'm not calling you anything. I'm just saying that you did post this uh, crazy post. Basically alleging I, that you know I know no you know the media lied about it and that's why I wrote I'm my book Piers because <laughs> He's like, I listen again you don't love Pierce Morgan but I do like I do like that he is just willing to just fucking tell people that they're full of shit um, when they're clearly full of shit and I hope people order my book at mtgbook.com it's a <laughs> well, great it's a read people need to know exactly who I am who I am and what I really believe in it's a very good for. it's a very good plug for the book but you did suggest in this post which I've read very carefully you did suggest that the California wildfires at the time had been started by PG&E in conjunction with the Rothschilds using a, a, a space laser in order to clear room for a high-speed rail project they're your words not mine <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, That's right. Though she said it was to fucking. I forgot about the high speed rail part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like she was suggesting that they were people, including the Rothschilds, were in cahoots to like burn some shit down so that they could put a fucking high speed train through a place where the high speed rail project wasn't even going twisted my words nonstop, and I guess that's what you're going to continue to do. But we're working hard in America to straighten out our problems. <laughs> wait, wait, are, he started, he was going to, it looked like he was about to start to read some of the post and she talked over him. So at some point, if, if you realize that somebody's just going to talk over you, if you try to read, you got to summarize real quick and move on. 
great job of it, Piers, and that's what you and your colleagues do all the time. Marjorie, I just don't, I, I don't handle have, it. I don't deal with it, and I cast it to the Marjorie, side. I have um, your, you know, there's have a lot of issues here. happening that we could talk about. I'm going to we come could to those. Talk about, but before we, before okay. we move on, though, you have to just accept what you wrote yourself, don't you? You deleted it. So obviously, you were embarrassed well, by it. Well, that would be like that would be like me asking you to accept the fact that you defended prisoners at Guantanamo Bay, but never say anything about January 6 defendants who are having their rights abused and are rotting away in solitary confinement here in our country, and especially in the D.C. jail. You know, if we're going to talk about each other's words, let's hold each other to account to issues that really matter, yeah, not I, I, social media posts from I the past. I don't know what you're okay? referring to on Guantanamo Bay, but what I would say about Guantanamo Bay is it's clearly ridiculous that America kept this open-ended camp where people were kept without trial sometimes for more than 12 years. It's completely ridiculous in a civilised democratic society that you would do that. Now, let's move on from my words. Well, in a, in a, in a civilised democrat society, we shouldn't be holding American citizens that simply walk through the Capitol, grandmothers yeah, and but, mothers. Yeah, but the lady, they got a, most, some of them got a speedy trial. You could disagree with the outcome of the trial, but this is, this is, uh, this is apples and space oranges. And veterans walking yeah, the lady, they the stole Capitol, a door. never doing anything wrong, and they're rotting away in jail and being persecuted by our Department of Justice well, me, and our government that well, is, well, has completely Marjorie, gone all, out of control. We all so saw, if you're going to talk about one, we should talk about the let's other. Let's talk about January 6th, by all means. I mean, I know what I witnessed with my own eyes, and it was... So a, she, he let her change the subject. I would have uh, absolutely been like, I'd like to go back to this post if you'd let me read a couple sentences of it, please. Huge violent. Oh wait, mob. were you here? It was sorry. Were you here? No, I was. No, he wasn't there. No, now you can't comment on it. Like now, I have no room. We don't even. We can't even make fun of the fact that they stole a door. Because were any of you there? No. Here. Oh, I was here, Piers. Let me tell mm. you, I was here. I was actually in the House chamber because I objected to Joe mm. Biden's electoral college votes. Yeah, um, I'm very proud of that. I would object again today if but I you could. You did suggest and that people. I was there. But you did suggest that people use violence to to thwart democracy, didn't you? Not well. You mean like in 1776 when we beat your country? Is that what you're talking about? If you want um, to no, reference, no, I didn't talk about violence. If on you January want to reference 1776, what I did talk about is objecting, using my constitutional duty that I have well, as a member you of what Congress you said. to object to fraudulent let, Marjorie, electoral let me play college votes. Let me play you Absolutely, what you said. Absolutely, I did let that. Let me play you what you said. Let's let's play what you said. Your own words. This is an important time in our history. <laughs> she started talking. My <laughs> watch. This is great. Play you what you said. Let's, let's play what you said. Your own words. This is an important time in our history. We can't allow this just to just to be gone, you know, just to let it go. You can't allow it to just transfer power peacefully like Joe Biden wants and allow him to become our president because he did not win this election. It's being stolen and the evidence is there. The so there can be no peaceful transfer of power. So what's the opposite of peace? That's why we objected, Piers. That's, yeah, why, that's why we objected. And, and that's why, Marjorie, a gigantic um, mob that of... I have as a member of Congress. Okay, but let me make you know, my point. There was a law firm that tried to take me off the ballot, and they were laughed out of the courtroom let in me Georgia. Make my point. And you were giving their talking points. I can't tell you how much people in Georgia would think. And let this me is give ridiculous. you my talking point.
which is that a huge mob of people, many of whom were violent, crashed into the capital to try and thwart democracy. Wait, because, do you mean like because people you mean like, like you, Marjorie? People like rioters? you said two things. You mean like the pro-Hamas no, no, rioters? No, no, no. I'm talking about we, and occupied our Marjorie, capital Marjorie, on I'll, October 18th. Marjorie, that Rashida answer, Tlaib Marjorie, herself led. Answer my question. No, wait, we're we're in 2023. Piers. Marjorie, answer we my just question. We pro-Hamas mob. You've written a book in which you talk about. No, 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 no. Fucking just kick her off your show. Just be like, get out of here. More of these people need to do that. I'm sorry. <clears throat> and I actually, Piers Morgan might be the first one who does it because he's got a bit of an ego on him. When the, when the people start doing this, like on the news, especially elected officials, you just go, all right, get out of here. Get out of here. The it's capital. Okay. And Rashida Tlaib Can I ask you it. a question? I Can I? Let me sure, ask you the ahead. question. I want to ask well, two questions. One, presumably when you say there could be no peaceful transfer of power, you mean there has to be some violent objection to it, which is exactly what we then saw on January the 6th. I didn't say violence. You I didn't said say, we, you're there putting could be words no peaceful in my mouth and I'm not going to let you do that. You said no, no, Piers, I'm not going to let you. You're lying. I'm not put, letting right. you put words in People my mouth that your, I never said. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. You want to know where the real election interference right. happened? Let it me happened ask you. with Hillary Clinton, Marjorie, Barack Obama, and Russian Clinton. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> that was after the election. That was after the election. That was after all the all the trials and Rachel Maddow burning down her career over it and whatnot. That all happened after Donald Trump was inaugurated. And again, people were convicted of felonies in that investigation. For four years. I've agreed with you. I've agreed with you about Russian collusion. Let's agree about that. But let's not agree about the stolen election. I told Donald Trump to his face, and he didn't like it, called me a fool seven times, that the election was not stolen from him. He has singularly failed to produce any actual hard evidence that there was any stolen election. Do you still believe that election was stolen? Piers, you're not even a voter in our country. No. And I can tell you right now, as a Georgia resident and a member of Congress, in Georgia, our Secretary of State illegally changed the laws. So did Wisconsin, so did Pennsylvania, to allow our states to be flooded with absentee ballots. We have cases in court today. You should look them up, Fulton County case. Now, why These have are no cases judges that are about to be heard the in the next stolen. few months, Piers, excuse me. Marjorie, we're it about wasn't to prove stolen. those cases. It wasn't Look, stolen. You can, you can think that all you want, but you live over in Britain. It's not just me I'm saying an American. It. I'm way, a Georgia voter. I'm Marjorie, a member of Congress. I've seen the evidence. Marjorie, Our election was Marjorie, stolen in 2020, talk. and we are going to... Now, kick her off your show, dude. I don't like no Piers Morgan, but dude, I can't believe this big ego motherfucker isn't just like, get the fuck out of here. Just for the record, I do have a home in America and I spend a lot of time in America and I have lived and worked in America for 20 years. I love America. I love Americans. I particularly love your democratic system. And I don't like to see elected officials in America, whether it's you or Donald Trump, pretending you had an election stolen when there is actually no evidence it was stolen. And in fact, many senior Republicans agree evidence, it wasn't Piers, stolen. And if you want, if you aren't able to, if you aren't capable of of believing the Prove truth, it in the courts. that's your problem. Prove it in the courts. It is being proven. It it's is. Not Look up proven the Fulton in the County courts. case. Look up Georgia no cases. No court They're has in the upheld right now. a stolen election. Piers, don't lie to your viewers. You're there the, are Marjorie, cases I wouldn't right call you now. a liar. Oh, so you're telling me suitcases of ballots being pulled out from under the table? Marjorie, I don't think... 
I'm not calling Have you a you liar. Have you watched the videos? You should just call her a liar. Just call her a liar. Be like, you're a liar. Get the fuck out of here. It's being put through Marjorie, the, as put I said through to the Donald machines, Trump. counted over and over. Marjorie, as I said to Donald Trump, I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just saying produce the evidence because no court in America has so far established any evidence that that election was stolen. It's for the birds. It's cloud cuckoo That's stuff. because those cases were dismissed on standing, but we have cases coming up, Pierce. Pay attention so that if you I'm really want attention. your viewers to know the truth, if you prove pay me attention wrong, to these cases okay. happening right now. Let's have a but bet. Let's talk. Do you have anything in 2023? Yes. Because we've done yes. January 6th stolen election. Yes, I do. Okay, what do you got? Uh, here's I've what got I've a got. Book. How about my book? Hey, MTG. Hey, okay. This is let's going to be Let's talk about your book. Dude, you fucking tell your viewers not to buy her stupid book. Be like, don't buy this lady's book. She's cuckoo bird. She believes in Jewish space lasers. MTGbook.com. Let's talk and about it. You plugged it enough. You plugged it enough. Let me ask you <laughs> Is Donald Trump going to win the election? Absolutely. He's blowing it out of the water. The primary is a joke, and he is winning poll after poll on the general election. And if he gets convicted of one of the myriad criminal offenses he's been charged with, and is if, I'm not saying when, if, if he is convicted and he gets a jail sentence, will he be president from a prison cell? Absolutely. People are going to vote for him even if he is in jail. I That's crazy. Him even if he's in jail, because we have communism <clears throat> in our country, peers. We have the Biden administration that is using the Department of Justice like the campaign arm of the Biden campaign. It's it's unbelievable. And Americans know this. That's why people that are independents, Democrats, many voters are switching over to supporting okay. President Trump because they're seeing it for the first time in their lifetimes. OK, Marjorie, we've got to leave it there. It was a lively encounter. Come back again. Uh, and thank you for coming on. <laughs> I appreciate right. it. Thanks, Piers. Yo, yo, the, the my favorite part of that was when he every time it looked like he was looking down at that fucking tablet to just read a couple sentences of her post about the wildfires. She fucking was not having it. She started talking right over him. I do like how when they went to play the clips, the producer just muted her mic. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Um, I don't like Piers Morgan, but, um, <clears throat> you know, at least he sort of pushes back on people when they just come there and fucking lie. All right. Well, um, we're about an hour in and what we're going to do here is actually the opposite of a palate cleanser. Um, apparently, uh, Laura Trump is, uh, trying to be a music artist. Um, and, um, you know, I'm just real sorry that you have to hear this. Um, I hope you like auto tune. Well, I won't back down. No, show the auto tune pro plugin. Show the auto tune plugin. I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. No, I'll stand my ground. Won't be turned around. And I'll keep this world from dragging me down Gonna stand my ground And I won't back down
acoustic. It says largest acoustic. Uh, that's a piano, ma'am. I mean, I guess we we usually when we think of acoustic, we usually think of like a guitar. Um, acoustic. Um, so there's ways in which you can use auto tune to make things sound very cool. I'm thinking of the last Daft Punk album had a lot of auto tune on it. Uh, but the auto-tune was like being used as an instrument. It wasn't to fix somebody who couldn't sing. It was to create a certain kind of sound. Um, that's what we didn't just hear, just to be clear. I don't want to uh I don't wanna I don't want anybody to think that I'm apologizing for Laura Trump. I'm just saying that people have used auto-tune in the past in artistic and interesting ways. Uh that's what we didn't see there. Up next we got a <laughs> I don't know. I saw this in the Discord and I'm like, well, we'll run it. It's it's cute. Um, apparently during the filming of the first RoboCop movie, um, guy who played Ro RoboCop really wanted a fucking Oreo. When we were in Manesson, Pennsylvania, shooting the steel mill, Peter's upstairs, we were up two or three floors, you had to go upstairs to get to him. We had an explosion behind him. We make the explosion hot, we're ready to go. I went upstairs and I was carrying, I don't know, about eight Oreos in you know, a stack. I'd hand him his weapon, I'd say, Peter, safety's off. And he wouldn't take the pistol. And he says, Robo wants an Oreo. And I looked at him and go, no, it's just you and I, Peter. Robo doesn't get an Oreo. You wouldn't even play along? It's an Oreo. Peter can have an Oreo. And he clip-clops in the suit over to the edge of the railing, and Peter starts bellowing, Robo wants an Oreo. And when the steel mill just echoes, Randy has Oreos, or Robo wants an Oreo. And Steve Lim over the radio goes, um, Randy, do you have Oreos? So I stuffed that whole stack in my mouth and then crunched them and let them fall down three stories onto everybody below me. And I, no, that's gross. Give him a rope. Give him a fucking Oreo. Robo got upset. I haven't got a damn clue about Randy Moore and his fucking Oreos. Randy Moore's a friend, but half the time, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. So he's got all these stories from RoboCop. I don't remember them. Steve Lim's going, can we get the shot and then Robo can have an Oreo? And Peter said no. So they had to cut. They were rolling, they're ready to go. Now we're hot on the explosive. They had to send a PA up the stairs. They feed him an Oreo. <laughs> now he's got Oreo in his teeth. So then the PA has to pick the Oreos out of his teeth. And then Wait, he what? says, okay, I'm ready. And then we shot it. Why couldn't so he pick the Oreos out of his own teeth? Always say Robo wants an Oreo. So I had a gentleman that worked <clears> with me. And his official title it should have been the Peter Feeder, because that's what the crew called him as the Peter Feeder. Well, that's weird. Love you madly. I don't believe one fucking word out of your mouth, bro. <clears throat> that was weird. Robocop was a movie that I uh, did not understand as a kid. And uh, now as an adult, I, I have a greater understanding of the movie Robocop. A pretty good movie. And if you haven't seen it uh, since you were a kid, maybe you should check it out again. Anyway, uh, this next one, this is actually a palate cleanser. I think we have uh, two, maybe three palate cleansers here, at least two. This one I'm going to call uh, Kitties versus Onion. <laughs> I said no onions. 
So if you're listening to the podcast version, that made no sense. Uh, check out the docket. You can find that linked in the show notes or just go to YouTube or whatever and watch the, uh, the video of this because the, the, the I think the, the onion one, actually, I was, I was rooting for the kitties, uh, but the onion, the onion seems to have uh, come out ahead on that one. Up next, we have a touching story about a, a goat. Anytime I see a story about a goat, we're running the story about the goat. This is a goat, a baby goat being uh, reunited with, uh, with its goat mom. We get some goats in the chat. That would be uh, fantastic uh, for me and for the baby goat. Hello, Hooray, baby goat. Hooray, baby goat. So, up next, I'm not sure if this next one is a palate cleanser. This is a song about uh, George Santos. I made a mistake, and I think humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes. By Randy Rainbow. Sack of BS. How'd they elect such a mess? I think he might be high. I'm Jewish. <laughs> Who could have foreseen this shady queen? All he does is lie. I've never met him. No, I never said that. Because life's a fucking fantasy for Santos. Santos lies all day and night. Even every mega sick of fans knows something about this dude ain't right. His bio's just a blatant work of fiction with which the facts don't ever quite align. Attempts to scam his base are commonplace. His past's as spotty as his big gay face. Oh, everything's a fantasy for Santos. No wonder they want Santos to resign. I understand everybody wants to nitpick at me. Who everything he does is just a shit Nothing that he claims is true. He said Britney Spears played his bar mitzvah Even though he's not a Jew He lies and says he graduated college Denies each Ponzi scheme and sketchy deal His colleagues clear their throats when Santos gloats That he in fact invented post-it notes Oh, everything is nonsense with this Mary He's any of his resume for real, it says in Brazil as a drag queen for hire, then finished Baruch as a magna cum liar. It's only excelled as a volleyball star till he landed the cover of Harper's Bazaar, but went on to be known as a Wall Street tycoon and the very first woman to land on the moon only after he fought in the Vietnam War, which I think he made up for publicity. Or he sailed up the Missouri with Lewis and Clark and then produced Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. He survived the Titanic, then had to disrobe in the movie, which won him his first Golden Globe. He invented the internet, walked with a stare. His mother was Elvis, his father is Cher. He led the Congressional Science Committee. He started Samantha on Sex in the City. His album just dropped. He'd love to adopt. He's full out crazy and must be stopped. I made a mistake. Humans are flawed and we all make mistakes. It's clear you were in hell 
than I think it should have been, but it was very funny. And, um, yeah, we had a, we had a uh, maybe a triple palate cleanser. <clears throat> so we got a story out of Australia, actually. Um, the, the high court in Australia seems to have outlawed indefinite detention. And uh, here's uh, from uh, the Australian Broadcasting Company uh, about that decision. The government was scrambling today to deal with the fallout from the High Court's recent decision making indefinite immigration detention unlawful. 84 people have been released as a result of the ruling, all with no prospect of being deported, many with criminal records. The government has introduced legislation that imposes conditions, including mandatory ankle bracelets and curfews on those being released. Laura Tingle is our chief political correspondent. Laura, good evening. Good evening, sir. Now, the, that High Court decision that I've just referred to, it's... Uh, Maybe you shouldn't have tried to throw them in a hole for a while without due process. Almost 20 years old. Why did we get to this point today in Parliament? Well, last week after the uh, court um, made its finding uh, but reserved its uh, its uh, its reasons, mm. um, the government was saying, well, look, we'll, we'll have to wait to see uh, what the reasons are before we can legislate, um, you know, because we could run into uh, fall foul of those reasons. Mm. Um, but what happened, as I understand it, is that essentially the government wasn't all that surprised or the department wasn't that surprised that the... Uh, uh, chap at the centre of the uh, case would have to be released. But what they didn't take into account or w caught them off guard was the fact that you'd see a whole group of people being released. This 80, the numbers once again climbed mm. today to 84. That changed the politics of all of this, um, created an urgency, which the coalition has been you know, ruthlessly pursuing uh, politically um, over the last few days. They keep talking about these you know, 80 plus hardened criminals, even though we don't actually know that they are all hardened criminals. We think they probably are, but mm. we don't know exactly what they are. Um, so it, yesterday they were still saying we can't act. And then by last night they said, oh, we will be introducing legislation first thing in the morning. Uh, and then by question time today, they'd rolled over to further pressure from the coalition to make all of these uh, conditions that, such as the uh, ankle bracelets mm. mandatory. So in, just in terms of the dynamic in Parliament today, clearly we've had a, it's an, as you just described, it's an evolving story over a week. Did they lose control of the politics of it today? 
Well, it certainly felt like that, Sarah. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the government is always, Labor is always very sensitive on these issues. Uh, and uh, without a doubt, uh, Peter Dutton's been completely relentless. He's linked it to the fact that uh, the Prime Minister is overseas for the APEC meeting and is sort of basically suggesting he's, you know, failing in his duty to people. Um, the, the politics was absolutely savage. And uh, it was interesting because uh, having got the initial sort of rollover, if you like, or the appearance of a rollover of the government agreeing to bring legislation in today, um, it then went that step further. And the original legislation was saying, well, it is within the minister's uh, capacity to impose these various conditions on particular people. And that might apply if they're sex offenders or mm. whatever. Uh, but I think there is some concern uh, that by essentially reversing that to say everybody must be subject to this indefinitely, um, but the Minister has some scope to back back away from it, it may raise questions about the constitutionality of the measures. And just to, uh, just to understand the politics of it, because all of these people who are being or have been uh, released, and there may be more who are released, as I understand it, where there are criminal, uh, where people have been found guilty of crimes, they have... Uh, completed those sentences. So like an ordinary member of the community who's completed a sentence, been to prison, got out, that's essentially what these people are who also have an immigration issue. Is that right? That's right. And if they were uh, permanent citizens, um, they would basically come out, they would be subject to parole conditions, uh, which would be applying to these people as well. Um, but but if they were held like well past their sentence because of their immigration stuff and the court said that's uh, illegal... Maybe you can't impose further restrictions on them because the the <clears throat> the imposition of being in prison for longer than your sentence might count against that. All of these extra things are being put on on them now. One of the interesting things to me about this is that basically these people have all been prosecuted. The ones who have been prosecuted, mm. um, not everybody within this complete cohort, have been actually found guilty of crimes in Australia. But those who have been prosecuted here were prosecuted through the state system. It'll be the state and territory police who have to monitor them, uh, run the parole system, uh, the parole-like system. So it's it's. We haven't heard much from the states about how mm. it's going to work with them, but yes, it's it's creating this whole set of separate uh, conditions which are onerous, including possibly not being able to work. How that sort of is functional in you know in indefinitely for mm. all of these people is uh, really hard to work out. Now, just briefly, this was a these were debates between the government and the opposition, but obviously the government's also got some issues with its own flank today. Uh, that's Catherine King's infrastructure review, which includes cutting infrastructure projects, had a very tough response from New South Wales, but particularly from Queensland. Yes, well, um, I'm sure that's got nothing to do with the fact that Queensland's going to the election uh, last year, uh, next year, <laughs> Sarah, yeah. and that um, there's nothing like Canberra bashing uh, at this stage. Essentially, the projects that have been cut are ones that actually have never started. Often, uh, they're ones that don't even have you know, planning processes in place. The idea is that the government says it will spend the same $120 billion that it had already committed to, but uh, we've seen these warnings from the IMF about mm. the inflationary impact of the fact that there was this huge number of projects, not enough money to go around and not enough uh, resources to put into them. So how does this address that if, if they're not spending less money? Uh, because uh, they're spending the same amount of money on less projects, so the pressure on resources to build all of these 
these things will be less. Um, I think the uh, forecast in the report that uh, Catherine King released today showed that in one particular year, I think 2027, the inflationary effect on the cost of those projects was going to be $10 billion extra in that year alone. Mm. So essentially they've cut that back. But I think the really interesting thing in a way beyond those projects that have been cut will be a couple of other changes that have been made in this and most significantly that the federal government is saying any future projects will be done on a 50-50 basis not 80-20 and of course the states will not like that at all. Indeed. Laura Tingle thank you very much indeed. Thanks Sarah. So the infrastructure stuff I don't know enough about but the idea that like somebody finishes their sentence after they uh, commit a crime in your country and then you just keep them in prison because you haven't figured out what to do with their immigration um, yeah, that seems like, uh, seems like you shouldn't do that. And I think the high court made the right decision, um, because there would have been nothing stopping the government from processing the, uh, immigration claims, uh, the, the, pro- the immigration while these people were incarcerated, uh, due to their conviction. And I think they said that some people that were being held hadn't uh, been convicted of anything and, um, well, they can't do that anymore. Um, <clears throat> Maybe the U.S. will follow suit, but not with our Supreme Court, though we weren't really holding people indefinitely on immigration charges in most cases. Though I could be wrong there, I'm not an immigration expert. <clears throat> Up next, we got a, a clip from the Satanic Temple. They are providing free religious telehealth medi- medication abortion care. Um, I have some problems with the Satanic Temple. Uh, primarily, I don't like Lucian Graves. I, but that's because I fucking I don't like libertarians mostly. Uh, but this is generally pretty good, and they're um, this video is actually kind of funny. So can seem like everyone is making decisions about your body, like you can't be trusted to make your own choices. Everyone. Except Satan. The Satanic Temple believes in the religious right to bodily autonomy. We believe so deeply that we exercise that right with... Samuel Alito's mom, Satanic Abortion Clinic. Our clinic provides safe religious reproductive health care. We've partnered with an accredited pharmacy to deliver abortion medication. And best of all, our services are free. Samuel Alito's mom, Satanic Abortion Clinic. To learn more or to receive free reproductive health care, Visit our website. To support our fight for religious reproductive rights, donate $6.66 a month or more to Samuel Alito's mom, Satanic Abortion Clinic. Support TSC Health Supreme Courtship Fundraiser and choose from a variety of donation gifts, including a Sam Sack lunchbox, a get-out-of-pregnancy-free card, and our SCOTUS series of condoms featuring all... Oh, no. Donate today. get out of pregnancy free card is pretty funny again uh the satanic temple i do think on the balance they've generally done good work i just don't like lucian graves so maybe that's a maybe that's a me problem more than a satanic temple problem because it's not their uh, mission to make uh, me specifically like lucian graves um yeah i, I really want the uh, get out of uh get out of pregnancy free card I'll, i'm not a person who can get pregnant but be fun to have that in my wallet up next we've got a couple more before we go on into red light this evening um we have a uh, fire by night reject and possible wig wearer robin bullock talking about uh donald trump benjamin netanyahu and uh, vladimir putin uh with a guitar Lord, we bless you and thank you for the protection of israel 
And Lord God, I thank you for the protection of Benjamin Netanyahu. I thank you, Lord God, for the protection of Donald Trump. I thank you, Lord God, for the protection of Vladimir Putin. I thank you, Lord God, for the protection of, of certain key leaders. Lord God, that the Whose name I don't know. move out of the way in order to bring his agenda to pass. But no more, no more, no more, no more, no more ships set like they're anchored to the bottom of the sea. Oh God, make it stop. Okay, it stopped. <laughs> like when he started singing, I'm like, oh, please don't play the guitar. That guy's funny, and we have not decided. I think his hair's a wig. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. He's a performer. No no shade there. Um, but also shade. Up next, we got uh, Tucker Carlson. He usually doesn't um, show up on our docket anymore for the show because he's Tucker Carlson. But uh, here he goes. Uh, just absolutely, just absolutely mask off anti-Semitic in uh, this, this little, little clip here. However... Then I thought, well, wait a second. If the biggest donors at, say, Harvard have decided, well, we're going to shut it down now, where were you the last 10 years? And they're going for white genocide. You were allowing this. And then I found myself really hating those people, actually. that You're okay with that? On what grounds were you okay with that? And I, this is what I've been trying to explain to the pro-Israel lobby, that what you are seeing is a lack of support, is people that are asking the question is, where were you yeah. <laughs> as we have endured all of you this? You were paying for it, actually. Right. You were paying for it. You were, you were paying for it. Because you were calling okay my children immoral for their skin color. You paid for that. Yeah, and and so why it. shouldn't I be mad at you? I don't understand. And I wonder, are the uh, top, uh, is, is, is Harvard, or the top donors to Harvard, do they tend to be Jewish? And so that is, you know, obviously you have a, a ton of white people that are asking this question and they're now being called anti-Semitic. And I think that that's wrong. I think these are meaningful questions that deserve to be answered. Why was this uh, this sort of verbiage allowed into the curriculum? I mean, could you imagine if in the curriculum it said that every every Jewish person born is a terrorist? Ooh, yeah, he see, like, first of all, the facts of the matter uh, don't matter that much. Um, but I don't think that the majority of the people who donate to Harvard, the majority of the um, alumni or whatever are going to be Jewish. Partially because for a very long time, Harvard had a ceiling on like the percentage of Jews that they would even let attend. I think that, and it's not like it ended yesterday, but it's not ancient history. They had little like, I guess like reverse quotas kind of where like, can't have can't have can't have people jewing up the place here at Harvard. That was a big thing they were doing for a while. So I'm not sure what they're talking about. Speaking of people who I'm not sure what they're talking about, this is uh as Lisa, who's um, maybe not with us this evening, calls him. She calls him LaFace. This is Charlie Kirk, and uh, he's a Bible expert. The entire book of Deuteronomy is a political book. It's Moses's farewell address where he doesn't get to go into the promised land. He is telling the people that he led in the next generation that is going to fulfill God's promise, right? A 14-day journey took them 40 years after complaining and challenging and questioning God. And Moses gives this triumphant farewell address telling you, here's how you should set up the government. Here's how you should separate powers. You should have consent to the governed. You should have an independent judiciary. And guess what? We get that in De Deuteronomy 6, we get love the Lord your God with all your soul, strength, and mind, which Jesus said is one of the laws of which all the laws of the prophets hang upon. So it's not political, it's biblical. Well, I don't know that much about Deuteronomy. 
looks like he was there with that Oklahoma uh, Board of uh, Education uh, uh, head, the Ryan, I forget his last name. Um, but <clears throat> I find it interesting that he brought up, oh, this is only supposed to take him 14 days and it took him 40 years. Maybe we shouldn't listen to them. 14 days, it took you 40 years to get here. Yeah, maybe we're not going to trust your judgment so much. But I don't know enough about the story, right? I'm not religious. I'm like, whatever. I don't know what the what the deeper meaning of that is. Maybe ask uh, some of your religious friends. Or maybe we can ask uh, the religious people here what they think that means. Or what that how that's interpreted by uh, scholars. And by scholars, I mean not Charlie Kirk. So that's the end of the docket. Um, we're not going anywhere, though. Hang out, everybody. If you're watching live, listening live. If you're on the podcast, uh, I guess, bye. Um, although if you're, um, <clears throat> if you're resourceful, you can find ways to get this show for free. Also, you just email me. Um, if you'd like to pay for the uh, post game though, I would like that. You can do it either at eplex.store or at patreon.com slash echoplex. Uh, I prefer the former because I do prefer fourth wall to Patreon. Fourth wall does uh, great stuff. And while you're over there at eplex.store, check out the merch and, uh, I don't know, fucking buy some of it, especially that new conspiracy bingo stuff. That stuff be looking great. Anyway. That's the end of the show. Um, like I said, live viewers, stick around. We're not going anywhere. Change the contents of my beverage. Change the color of the lights in this room. And uh, we'll be back with red light.
can't get enough Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live, then join our Discord server at discord.me slash Echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the Now Space on Discord at discord.me slash Echoplex.